Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the living God, we come before your presence. Lord, we know you are midst us. Your presence is always with us. Your presence is here, my Lord and my God. Even in the grave, you are still Lord. Amid us here, you are Lord. In the such situations and circumstances in our lives, you still reign as Lord and as King. We thank you so much, my Master. Lord God, you reign. You are King. You are your presence is always with us, my Lord and my God. Lord, you are everywhere. Your omnipresence, my Master. Even when we are going through storms, oh God, you are still Lord, King of Glory. Even when we are sleeping without food you are still lord oh god even when we are not dressing up you are still lord oh god even when we are not seeing anything father in our lives you are seen and your presence in our lives oh god father we thank you for this afternoon oh god we thank you because you are the lord of lords and you are the king of kings oh god lord i call upon your presence oh god descend amid us now king of glory this is the holy ground for your manifestation oh god this is a holy place for your words, O oh God. Lord God, be exalted high. Be magnified, King of glory. Be lifted high, King of glory. May your holiness be seen, O oh God. May your holiness be manifested, O oh God. May your holiness come, 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 my master. Reign and reign, King of glory. This afternoon, my master. Yes, we are here. Your children have come before you, King of glory. Not because they do not have anything to do. Others have sat right now, Father God, worshiping the Lord together, King of Glory. You are the God who is not limited by space, neither by distance. Meet us all and meet your people right from the comfort of their house or their offices, my master. Even here, King of Glory. I do pray, my master, as I share the word with your people. I pray that, King of Glory, may you be the one to speak be the one to speak I know you're the Lord who will speak speak this afternoon speak Father God may whatever words it's going to come from my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be accepted in your sight my Lord and my Redeemer in Jesus' name in Jesus' name in Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Thank you, our great choir. Thank you so very much. May God bless you. Brothers and sisters, you're welcome in the presence of the Lord. Yes, I know most of you are not familiar with me. I am Reverend Pascal Ochunkoma. Uh, by the grace of God, I am the chaplain of St. Luke's Chapel, Mulago Hospital. That's where the Lord has placed me to serve. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, uh, this afternoon, we're going to share about the release from obedience. The topic given unto me is release from disobedience. Release from disobedience. Taken from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11. And I want to read it as fast as possible. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11, from verses 25. 
decided to iterate. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As far as the gospel is concerned, they are elements, they are enemies for your sake. But as far as the election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarch. For God's gifts and his called are irrevocable. Just as you who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience. So they too have now become disobedient in order that they, may too, they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience to disobedient so that he may have mercy on them all. The word of the Lord. Released from disobedient. And the key word that I want us to understand and go through is disobedience. Many times we hear the word disobedience everywhere in the Bible and we talk about it. So what is it? When I was trying to do some readings, uh, disobedience is failure or refusal to obey the rules of someone in authority that is disobedient. Or it's deliberately not doing what someone in authority tells you to do. Or what a rule or law says that you should do if you deliberately refuse what you are supposed to do. Or what the law or the rules or the authority tells you to do. Definitely you become disobedient. Praise the Lord. Now, Israel, according to the reading, we know Israel is God's nation. We call it the Holy Land. We call it Holy Land. The Bible said Israel is Holy Land. The Israelites were children of God. The children after God's own heart. God chose Israel as a nation to be his own. And God has been speaking to the children of Israel time to time. He would speak to them. He would appear and speak to them. He would tell them what they are supposed to do. He would communicate to them. They were so disobedient. The children of Israel were so disobedient. Even when the Lord communicates to them so many times. They were disobedient by committing so many sins. I've picked only five main ones. What were the sins that the children of Israel were committing? Number one, last. They were lasting. Even when they were picked out from Egypt coming, they were still lasting for the meat, the cucumber, the kind of things that they were seeing in Egypt. Forgetting about the love of the Lord. They were forgetting about the persecution, the slavery that they were in. So they were lasting for things which were in Egypt. 
The second thing they were doing, they were worshiping idol, idolatry. They were worshiping idols. They were committing that kind of worship. Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 to 6, actually from 1 to 15, tells us how they were behaving, what, how they, they were worshiping the idols. If you read it, this is the time you can write and read. You'll read it. This is the time, Exodus 32, from 1. When Moses, God was speaking the mountain with Moses, and the children of Israel were impatient. They were seeing like Moses is delaying. Now he is no longer coming. So they told Aaron, they said, look here, just get for us a God. So that he leads us, direct us what to do. They were impatient. And Aaron, being misled by them, decided to call and said, okay, take all the jewelries your people are putting on and all this. Take them away, the daughters, your wives and your sons. Bring them here. He made an idol out of that. And then they started worshipping. God saw from heaven, I mean from the mountain, and said, you, God was there seeing from heaven. Moses was in the mountain. said, Moses, look. The children are disobedient. Now look at what they are doing. They are worshipping idols. And God became so angry that he wants to destroy them all. But in verse 14 of that very chapter, Exodus 32, verse 14, God, when Moses cried unto the Lord, said, look here, God, you have picked them from Egypt. You've picked them from the misery. You have brought them. You want us to know that your intention of bringing them here was evil? No, you can't do this, God. Just forgive, relent them. God had mercy on them and God forgave them. God released them from their disobedience. That was not even enough. They were committing the sins of fornication, sleeping with one another everywhere. They were committing that sin. Sexual immorality. They were too committing. They were committing the sin of tempting God. Tempting God. As if they don't know who God is. They were committing sins of murmuring. Those are the five men one I've picked out of the many. Murmuring and, you know, talking, complaining. You know the whole journey. The whole journey from Egypt. They've been talking, complaining. Even when they complain, you know, we are hungry. Manna came from heaven. And after eating, they, it was not yet enough. They started complaining about water. God could keep on giving and giving. So those are the sins that the children of Israel were committing. Israel, as I've told you, is God's nation, holy land. God chose it to be his nation. God, accept, I mean, expects the Israelites to know him more than any other nation. God expects them to understand him more than any other nation. Because that is where his presence is. For God's disappointment... It was not true. It was not so. They kept on doing the contrary of what God is expected of them. God gave them the Ten Commandments. You know this thing. The Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Telling them the don'ts and the do's. What they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do as they come along. They were still disobedient, not 
responding to what God said. These are the children of Israel. Holy land. Holy land. I want to take it. Holy land. But regardless of their disobedience, God still loved them. The scripture we have read, that is Romans chapter 11. Verse 30, God still loved them despite of their disobedience, not doing what God want. God had mercy on them. That's what that says. Let me read and you listen very carefully. Say it. Just as you were at one time disobedient to God, have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience. God had mercy on them. God relent them. God forgave them. Brothers and sisters, in Matthew chapter 10, Verse 5 and 6. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. See how God loved the the nation Israel and the children of Israel. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. What did it say? The Bible says, These twelve Jesus sent, sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost ship of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come now. Heal those who are sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Now, this is how far God loves them. When he gave instructions to the disciples, he did not send them to go to the Samaritans, neither to any other. He did not want that the uh, disciples to go to the non-Jews, to the Gentiles like I, like you. He wanted them, who are his nation, the lost sheep. He wanted them to come. That is the instruction. That's how far God loved the children of Israel. That's how far God loved Israelites. He wanted them to come. Why? Because God's original plan is that the Jews would be the source of blessing to the Gentiles. Praise the Lord. That was God's original plan. That they would be the source of blessings because they know him. He expects them to know him and then to, to extend that knowledge to the Gentiles to the Samaritans, to the non-Jews. That's why he said, no, 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 don't go anywhere. First go to my people. Pick them to come. Go to them. If they are sick, let them be healed. Release them. Because he planned that, okay, when my people knows me, they will be the one to go and be a blessing, a source of blessing to the Gentiles. But let me tell you, it was not so. Now, when they neglected that mission of being the source, of blessings. God decided to reach the Gentiles in his own way. He decided to, to save the Gentiles through a Messiah who is if the Jews, none other than Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. He decided to use to send Jesus Christ to come and save the, the non-believers, to reach the non-believers. And that's why Jesus came, not for the Jews, neither for the Gentiles. He came for the people of God, praise the Lord. He came for the people of God. And he jumped the, this thing of the Israelites of saying, we are the one. We are the one. 
living in the holy land does not make you holy. Hello? Being in the holy land does not make you holy. It would have made the Israelites very holy. Because that is holy land. But they were not. I know some of you are going to Israel. And unfortunately, at times I hear they said, tour to Israel. It's very unfortunate. I've not yet gone there. I'm praying that I go. If the Lord allows and bless me, I will go. But I want to tell you, I'm not going to go as a tourist. Never. I will not go as a tourist. I will go as a desperate soul who wants to go and cry in the Holy Land. Those who are going, they are going for tour, God forbid. I pray that God change their mission. And those who have been going, some of you have been going there, you know. You've been going there, others are yet to go. When you come back, don't think you are holy. Don't come and begin saying, I'm from a holy land. I am holy. And you are walking and we are bragging. And we say, I reached everywhere. I knelt where Jesus was. I did this, so I am holy. Never. The Israelites would have been holy, holiest of the holy. But they were not. They were not. Being in the church 24-7 does not make you holy until when you choose to be holy by being closer to Jesus. Sitting around church every time you come around church does not make you holy unless you choose to be holy. Does not release the disobedience from you unless you said, I want to be obedient. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They were guarding salvation from the Gentiles. You know, the, 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 the Jews were really so disgusting at times. They were guarding salvation. It is ours. It is ours. It is us. You don't come here. You need to be circumcised. It is about us. They were guarding salvation. At the end, they lost it. Did you get it? They guard but they did not get it. When the Gentiles came, when the non-believers came, and they grabbed salvation, and they started running with salvation, they became jealous. When they became jealous, they picked and now they started also getting saved. So their blessings came from the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Their blessing came from the Gentiles. They saw them moving. And for them who were in, they were in milk, they were not drinking it. They were in honey. They were not taking it. And others who were not in it, they came, they started taking it. And then they became, they said, hey, 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 we need to take off. And that is how their blessings came. Brothers and sisters, what about us today? What about you and I today? What are the kind of disobedience we are moving in? What sort of disobedience that you are walking in? The kind of sin I've only time to fight for them, for us today. What are they? Are we not disobedient? Are we holy? Because we're always around holy people, around the church. Are we not lasting for anything now as we speak? Are we not worshiping any idols? Are we not? What are idols? When you talk of idols, anything that you takes, that takes the place of God in your life is an idol. Not like for the Israelites who make the gold and then men and begin to worship. 
They just put this and they say, this is our God, they begin to worship. Your money can be your idol. Your friend, wife, husband can be your idol. Your work there can be your idol. You yourself, you can be an idol. When you said, I'm not going to church, I have to be in my comfort place, you're not going to church, you're an idol. What is it that you are worshipping? What is it that is an idol to you? Check yourself. Let's check ourselves. Fornication, sleeping around, when you don't know that Lord being with girlfriend and boyfriend, it's all of the day. Even getting another, another lady whom you will just move around with, it's all of the day. It's, 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 it's not a big deal because that is it. And you don't see it like, like sin. When you move around and ladies run after you, that is already okay. Because you are the most handsome within the city. Or if the lady, every man runs after you, WhatsApp every time, they see you, they see you are beautiful, you are what? You just begin to break around, I am the beautiful ones. Tempting God. Tempting God. You do the wrong thing, I say, okay, God is there, his grace is sufficient. No way. Are we not doing it, friends? We are. Murmuring. Oh my goodness, murmuring. We are in the church. We said we are in Christ, but we are murmuring. We keep on talking and murmuring and gossiping and talking. We are not never satisfied. Never satisfied. Any small things, you just talk and talk and talk like a comedian. Who earns their money in talking? Yet you are murmuring. Are we not doing it? Gossiping. It's sin. Of disobedience, the Lord said, Don't gossip. Hatred, pride. I have it all, I know it all. I'm from this place. Those are the sins that we are committing now. The children of Israel were committing sins, yes. But even right now, we are in. We are. The way God's wrath always comes upon them and He keeps on giving them in the hands of the enemies to torture them, to kill them, is the same way that some of us, if we don't repent. God is here to release us from our disobedience. You don't need to sit and they said, after all, His grace is there, He's going to release me. No! You need to come closer unto Him. Come present yourself unto Him. Even when you are having so much sin, all your sins are red as scarlet, let me tell you, He can still relent you and make it as white as snow. He can make it as white as snows. This is the good news that I have for you. God is a merciful God. God is a merciful God. The good news I have for you this afternoon is that our God is a merciful God. He's a God who came so that I and you don't perish. He came just for I and you to look around, to check ourselves, turn back from our wickedness. And that's how the children of Israel, they said they will be saved. Why? It's not automatic. Because they will see salvation and come. They will see the benefit of salvation and they come. Don't sit there waiting for God to release you from the disobedience. Let's get off it. We have seen it from them. We have seen it from so many people. Why are we going in for that? It would be a silly thing for us to do. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Just turn to God. Let us come to God. He will release us. He will relent us. The most weird thing that we do is when situation comes, we forget about God. We think God is not there. You imagine with the journey from Egypt, the children of Israel, of, of, of Israel. Even when God appears to them, certain things come and takes them away. What is it that always takes you away from the praise of the Lord? And you begin doing certain kind of things. Especially we who are in the church, the eyes of the Lord is upon us 24-7. God loves you, let me tell you. Jesus loves all of us. Let's try to persevere and wait. Let's not be like them who said, ah, Aaron, do something. Putting pressure on the leaders, do something. No. Wait. Let's be patient. That's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is patience. Patience, even in the people said it pays. Because it's one of the fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It will pay you. When you wait, something comes. Jesus was annoyed with the, the disciples, the three women he went with. When he went because the time, the hour has come, the enemies are coming. Jesus went and within only a took of an eye came and got those people sleeping. Said, guys, can't you wait any longer? Guys, you mean you can't wait? You can't pray? Friends, let's not make things of this world takes us away. No, you are not going to die. When we wait, we pray. When you wait, you pray. And when we pray, that's when God comes in for us. God is always getting annoyed with us. That's what he said. You know what? I'm going to destroy them. He's always getting annoyed with us. But also he loves us. You know, no one asked that God created me. No, never. No one asked. No one. But God created us to be in his own image. That is how much he loves you and I. In his own image. Now, when you are going astray, he begins to say, by the way, I made them with my own hands. To be, you know, to emulate me. To love like me. Being the image of God is to love like God. To forgive like God. To be kind like God. To do all those things that God does. And when God sees from heaven, we are doing contrary. He comes like, what is happening? I will destroy them. We are always in the mercy of the Lord. We are always in the, you know, when God wants to destroy us, he said, okay, I love them. If only they could turn to me. I love them. Praise the Lord. Today I'm saying, God loved us so much. Especially who you, you who try to leave other things and you come here. You will find out the love of God more and more. You will sit there and, walk and, and pray. I don't say you watch. That's not me. I said you pray with us, you online. God loves you so much. Because you're always sitting there. God is always there for you. God's mercy is always upon us. Even when we go astray and we turn back, he embraces us like he embraced the lost son. He will embrace us the way he has will come and receive. The father will receive the lost son. Can we really get away from our disobedience and come closer to the Lord? His presence is always, he is always there. A miracle happening in his presence. 
You remember when Solomon made an old a temple, built a temple in First Samuel? He built and said, as God, verse 6, that God, anyone who comes in this temple that I have dedicated to you, as long as they pray, when they are sick, heal them. When they need forgiveness, forgive them. When war comes upon them, let them win. God responded in the, the, the prayer that we always, we always say, the scripture that it is always in us, in Second Chronicles chapter 14 verse 7, I mean verse, chapter 7 verse 14. That was God's response to, to Solomon. Yes, if my people who are called by my name. He was just responding to what Solomon said. When they come, respond to them, God. When they come, when they seek, heal them. When they need forgiveness, let's give. God responded and said, if my people who are called by my name shall come in humility, turn away from their wickedness. In other words, turn away from their disobedience. Here I am. To listen to them, to wipe their tears, to heal their land. We need to be released from our disobedience this afternoon. I know mine, I always come to the Lord. And when I see something, I said, God, forgive me. When I thought that I was, I'm not supposed to, I said, God, forgive me. When I said words that I'm not supposed to, I said, God, forgive me. That is me. Why? Because I know God is always waiting for me to come before him. In brokenness. And when we accept that we are disobedient, that's when we will be healed. That's why they say David in the Bible is a man after God's own heart. Why? When he realized that he has sinned, he just came to him and said, I am the worst sinner. Just forgive me. I am the worst sinner. Do whatever he wants to do. You can't even kill me. How many of us can come to God like that? Desperately said, God, ah, yes, I have done this. I have done this. Forgive me. I have done this. A young woman called me a few months ago, crying on the phone. And I said, uh, what is it? said, I cannot even tell you on the phone. Just crying and crying. I said, come to my office. You'll get me. When she came, she couldn't speak. Crying and crying and crying. She came from very far. I said, tell me. You cry when it is done. Let me know. Then after she said, Reverend, I have sinned. I said, what kind of sin have you committed? I slept with a married man, wedded man. I cannot forgive myself. I even feel like dying. I said, did he rape you? No. He was loving me. I said, did you know he was wedded? He said, I knew. So he could not forgive himself. I said, now that because you realize that is sin, let's go at the altar. Came at the altar, knelt down, prayed for her. I spoke what Jesus spoke to the woman caught in adultery. He said, sin no more. Sin? Because God wants a broken heart. God wants a broken heart. Let's stand up and we pray. God wants a broken heart. When we realize that we have sinned, God will relent us. When we come unto him wholeheartedly, not hiding not justifying our sins. This lady not justify our sins. She said, I have sinned. I even don't know. First of all, the, the Bible says, those whom God does you together and let no person separate. So this girl felt like she was going to die. And indeed, God's anger was already following her. She could not sleep. She could not walk. She could not do anything. But God forgave her. 
God is here to forgive you. God is here to release you from the disobedience that you are going through. God is here to relent you. Think about it only just one, two minutes. Think about it. What kind of things is going on in your life? What kind of life are you leading? In your workplace. In your family. With your children. With your husband and wife. With the people whom you work around. With the people you hang around with. What kind of things do you do there? So that when you come before the Lord, how is God looking at you at this particular moment? Is he looking at you like someone who has come so that I release him? Or he has come so that, yes, there's nothing. I have to come in the presence of the Lord so that, no, God is watching. We believe in the unseen God. And the God who sees the unseen. And the God who sees our inner being more than the outer being. And this is God. God saw my disobedience inside me. He saw it and then he, prayed, he just stood before me like this. I just came to him and said, God, forgive me. Very desperate, I cried. I thought God had even never forgiven me. I cried and he said, your sin has been forgiven. God released me from that sin of disobedience. Quiet, just give, me a worship, give us a worship. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. As we pray, check yourself. Let's check ourselves. Our God is the God who forgives sin. Our God is the God. Let's surrender unto God. Let's surrender unto God. Any form of disobedience in our lives, you know them. You don't need even to be reminded by anybody. Just bring it before the Lord. I know mine. You know yours. Just come before the Lord. Just bring it before the Lord. You will see what God will do. He will release you. You know releasing is to let go. When you come to him, he let go of your disobedience. He will relent you from your disobedience. He will create a new life in you. He created a new life in the children, the children of Israel. He will write a new CV. He will set your destiny. Some of us, because of our, destiny, our sins, our disobedience, our destiny right now is lying in the hands of the enemies. It's lying in the hands of the devil, in the hands of Satan. But tonight, the Lord is going to release you and your destiny is going to be in the hands of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Surrender to the Lord.
go. But how are you walking? Are you walking rightly in the Lord? Or you are just being there in the Lord, you know, with the Lord carrying the name salvation or saved, yet we are not. Let us bring it before the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Just bring it before the Lord. The Lord knows you. The Lord knows me. Bring it unto the Lord. Yes, desperately when you come, He will forgive you. Yes. I trust you in His presence us to pray. My brothers and my sisters, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. When there's a need to pray, there's God to answer. When there's a desperate heart, when there is a desperate heart, there is God who is always to answer. I want us to bring it before the Lord. I want us to raise our voice before the Lord and seek his face and seek his forgiveness and seek his mercy so that he release us so that he let us, he let go of our disobedience. So he let go of our sinful. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the living God, we are here very desperate for you. We are desperately longing for you, King of glory. Lord, we have seen, my master, the result of the sins that the children of Israel were committing, King of glory. They died, my master. They were punished by the angels, King of glory. They, Father God, were put into slavery, my master. They were killed in war, my master. They were desperately always, Father God. But when they came unto you, you released them from their disobedience. You had mercy on them and you forgave them. Lord Jesus, once again we are before you, King of glory. We are not more than the Israelites, of oh God. We are not better than them, my master. We are still committing the same sin day and night, oh God. Father God, your children are here before my master. Others who are praying with us online, my master. In their houses, in their offices, in of glory. Father God, we are committing sin, my master. There is too much fornication around my master. There is too much of hatred of God. Murmuring, my master. Idolatry, my master. Sexual immorality, my master. Everywhere, King of Glory, lustful desires, oh God. We lust for people's things, oh God. Father God, all those things, oh God. We cannot mention them all, my master. We are falling short of your glory. We are falling short of your glory. Lord, remember mercy. Lord, remember mercy. Lord, remember mercy. Lord, I plead mercy in the name of Jesus. I plead mercy on behalf of your people here, my master. And beyond, oh God, remember mercy. Mercy, remember mercy, remember mercy, relate us, oh God. I cry before you like Moses, who cried to you, who asked you to forgive the children of Israel because of the sin. 
Father, forgive your children here, my master. Forgive us, my master. Forgive your children, my master. They come for you, my master. Don't let people see that where is their God. Don't let people see, my master. Don't punish them, my master. Forgive, oh God. You are the merciful God, King of glory. Relent them, my master. Relent, my master. Release them, my master. Free them from disobedience. Free them from sinful desires, my master. Father, I thank you. I worship you. I bless your name. I surrender each and every one of them before King of glory. Lord, descend upon them, my master. Have mass upon each and every one of them, my master. In their various capacities, my master. Forgive them, my master. Forgive them, my master. The sins that they have committed against you, my master. Lord God, may they love you more than any other person, as you said in Mark chapter 12, my master. That and 31, that we need to love you with all our heart, mind, soul and strength. Father, may they love you, Father God. When they love you all around, they love you, my master. They will never be disobedient. They will never sin. They will not go of you, my master. Lord, may they love you, King of glory. May they develop love for you, my master. When they love you, they will walk right, my master. When they love you, they will not hate one another, my master. When they love you, they will not fornicate around the world, sin around the world, worship any other idol. But only you, God, you say they worship you. Thank you, Jehovah. I give you the honor, Lord. I give you the glory. I bless you, holy name. Thank you, King of glory. Lord, I pray that may you mercy be upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my God. I worship you. Bless, bless your holy name. Thank you for releasing us from our disobedience. Thank you for releasing your people here. May you just be descent upon them, King of glory. May they experience newness of life, King of glory, as they walk in you. I thank you. I worship you. I bless your holy name. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.